This is your host, Mark Leon Goldberg. It's looking increasingly likely that the United States may launch airstrikes against the Islamic State, ISIS, ISIL, or just IS, inside Syria. Now, the U.S. launched airstrikes against this group in Iraq, but going after its base of operations in Syria is a major step towards an escalation of America's involvement in this Syria conflict. I speak with William McCants of the Brookings Institute, who discusses the contours of a potential U.S. strategy against ISIS. That is, what would make for a comprehensive strategy against the Islamic State inside Syria? Will McCants is a fellow in the Center for Middle East Policy, and he's the director of the Project on U.S. Relations in the Islamic World and a real expert on uh, Islamic militant groups. So I also ask him about another big militant group in Syria, al-Nusra, which currently is detaining some 40 U.N. peacekeepers that were abducted serving in the mission in Golan, which is the, the border between Israel and Syria. So if, like me, you're trying to get your head around what a potential military action against ISIS in Syria might look like, what are its benefits and drawbacks, what are some of its potential pitfalls, uh, you will be interested in hearing this conversation with Will McCants. And here it is, my conversation with Will McCants of Brookings. Looking for a trustworthy podcast to bring you unfiltered viewpoints and experiences on global health? Tune into Global Health Matters, the podcast that connects silos and amplifies diverse voices to give you a holistic picture. Each month, Dr. Gary Aslanian from the World Health Organization hosts discussions with guests spanning former ministers of health, award-winning journalists and authors, and frontline public health workers. Join listeners from across 180 countries for an exciting Season 4, launching in June. Global Health Matters is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. How likely is it at this point that the U.S. will launch some sort of military you know, action or, or airstrikes inside Syria? Yeah, I think the likelihood has grown a lot more since the uh, execution of, uh, of the second fellow. Uh, I think... Uh, the administration is, is getting the public support it needs for that kind of action. You know, it requires a, a lot more than carrying out strikes in Iraq, where the government is uh, willing to condone the strikes. Uh, strikes inside Syria would be viewed as an act of war by the Assad regime, so it's going to require a higher threshold for action. Uh, and what would, like, a strategy against ISIS in Syria look like? Uh, well, I, you'd, you'd have to uh, account for the fact that they are a very mobile force, uh, not very large in number, uh, but able to move around the countryside quite quickly and uh, blend into urban areas, uh, which is going to make it very difficult to get at them from the air. You could take out some of their bigger pieces of artillery and tanks that they've captured, uh, but in terms of reducing their fighting force, you're really going to need a good uh, proxy 
uh, ground force uh, to go after them. It's not going to be enough to do it from the air. Well, and this is, you know, why those strikes have been somewhat successful in Iraq, right? That at least in Iraq they have the proxy force of the Peshmerga, the Kurdish uh, military, to, you know, fight right. on their behalf. They can degrade some of their, you know, some of their capacity and then the Peshmerga go in. But I guess the question is, you know, who fills that void in Syria? Yeah, that's right. And the U.S. government has been wrestling with this problem uh, for the past few years. They haven't ha- found a reliable proxy force to use. Really, they would have to build one from scratch. Uh, and, and the U.S. government hasn't been willing to do it because it's been worried that a lot of these groups, these disparate groups that are fighting Assad, also have ties to the uh, Nusra, uh, which is al-Qaeda's branch in the country, um, and previously to ISIS. Um, so they, the U.S. administration has been dragging its feet on providing the, the money and the weapons that would be necessary to build a real fighting force that could take on Assad. Well, I, I guess then, I mean, does that kind of raise the question, though, of whether or not, like, airstrikes without this proxy force on the ground is, is worth it? I mean, it doesn't seem like that's much of a coherent strategy at all, right? Well, it depends on what you hope to achieve by it. Um, If you want to send the signal that the United States isn't to be messed with and you cause us pain, we'll cause you pain, then it may be enough, and maybe it it answers the public outrage. But if you're really trying to do what the president says they want to do, which is destroy the group, then no, airstrikes is absolutely not enough. You have to have an effective proxy force on the ground. Um, I guess that leaves me with like sort of the unsatisfactory conclusion that, um, you know, this will not be that, that, that there's really no near term solution to this. Right. That, um, you know, because there is none there, there is not that proxy force on the ground. And as you said, it would have to be built from scratch and there's not seemingly a lot of, you know, will to do so uh, that this is going to drag on for for much, much longer. That's right. I mean, a big part of the problem is that the Qataris and the Saudis have not been playing nice together, and they've been funding uh, different parts of the uh, of the rebels, the Sunni rebels, uh, which mean, which has kept those rebels divided. You also have a lot of outside money that's coming in and funding different groups, which also reduces their incentive uh, to join up uh, into a single fighting force. Um, uh, it, it is a very hard problem, but but uh, it's also the case that the United States has not tried very hard to do this um, uh, because the president has been very wary of, of uh, providing uh, heavy weaponry uh, to any of the groups, and it's that provision of heavy weaponry that would and and significant amounts of ammunition and training that's really going to draw in a lot of these factions. Um, but that will also lead to its own problems, right, uh, because those weapons, uh, you're not going to be able to account for them. Uh, some of them are going to fall into the wrong hands, so it's going to be a very careful balancing act. And the president, up until this point, has not been willing to do it, and uh, I would be surprised if he changes his mind. So I guess what, you're, what I'm gleaning from what you're saying is that a most – like sort of the more likely option at this point is – airstrikes, uh, but without that added, you know, strategic element to actually defeat ISIS, degrade them, but not necessarily defeat them, even though, 
it seems, uh, based on sort of you know, Obama's comments in Estonia this week, uh, in fact, that you know he's stating that his goal is to defeat them, not necessarily to contain or degrade them. Right, uh, and, and I, I, I just I have a hard time believing it uh, because he has dragged his feet thus far, um, and uh, I, I think I think you know arming the Peshmerga in Iraq is one thing when you have a cooperating Iraqi government. You know, doing it in uh, in Syria with the Arab Sunni opposition, which is very fragmented, they've just been very wary of it. I'd be very surprised if they changed their policy. Uh, so I want to ask you about Al Nusra, the Al Qaeda affiliate in Syria. Um, a couple questions. First, what is their relationship with ISIS? Uh, well, they don't have much of one anymore. It, it used to be the case that Nusra was a component of the Islamic State. Uh, a lot of Islamic State guys helped get it started, uh, along with some Syrians. Um, but eventually there was a falling out between them. Uh, the Islamic State was unhappy with the way that Nusra was embedding itself in the insurgency. It wanted it to be more aggressive in establishing uh, and extending the Islamic State inside of Syria. And of course, Nusra, for its part, uh, felt like it's strategy of embedding with the insurgency was a better way to play things and gain popular support. And that's eventually what led, led to the split between, uh, between the head of Nusra inside Syria and then the head of the Islamic State, and was the reason why uh, Zawahiri, the head of al-Qaeda, eventually kicked, uh, kicked the Islamic State out of uh, his organization. Uh, so uh, Nusra is also apparently responsible for the abduction of some 40 Fijian peacekeepers that were deployed as part of the observer force in the Golan. Uh, there was some fighting earlier this week, and, and amidst the fighting, uh, those Fijian peacekeepers were captured. Now, uh, peacekeepers in the Golan have been abducted and released in the Syrian conflict, though they've never been abducted by al-Nusra. Uh, given what you know about uh, al-Nusra, how might this situation play itself out? Well, Nusra has been positioning itself as the good al-Qaeda. And I think the fact that it released uh, a hostage a week or two ago uh, is one indication that, that they are happy to continue cultivating uh, that perception. Uh, and if they are pressed by other rebel groups that are closely aligned with them, uh, they may be also willing to uh, to release uh, these hostages. Um, I think it's in their uh, interest uh, to keep differentiating themselves uh, from the Islamic State rather than uh, engaging in a race to the bottom with them. Um, do you expect them to try to extract any concessions from the UN or international community for the release of these peacekeepers? Like, is that part of their kind of playbook? Um, it's, it's, I, I haven't really seen them attempt to do that in the, in the past. Um, and I think there would be a lot of groups surrounding them that would, that would counsel against it. Uh, so no, I, I wouldn't anticipate that they would do so. I, I mean, and do you foresee any, you know, situation in which the, you know, Western, in which the United States might end up backing uh, Al Nusra in some tangible way, just because they are seemingly like the moderate opposition compared to uh, ISIS? Or would al-Nusra sort of reject that aid? Uh, wait, I'm sorry, I missed the first part of the question. Well, I mean, so you were, you were talking about how al-Nusra is sort of like, 
moderate compared to ISIS, right? And there is this right. – I mean is there – do you foresee any scenario in which uh, al-Nusra and, – and it's weird. In the UN system or the UN spokesperson likes to identify groups that self-identify as al-Nusra. He doesn't like to use the term al-Nusra to describe them all. Um, are there okay. sort of self-identified al-Nusra groups that might be you know, peeled off as part of like a more moderate opposition to Assad? Uh, it's possible. It's absolutely possible. Um, and I don't know if moderate is the right word to describe. I mean, I, I think everybody has gone a bit off the deep end in Syria. So you're looking for people that, you know, aren't supporting attacks uh, against, uh, you know, the United States and its allies or haven't committed mass atrocities, uh, which is a pretty low threshold, but I think is, is where we are. And I could envision some of them peeling off, certainly. You know, a lot of these guys joined Nusra initially because uh, they were one of the be- better-funded groups on the ground. Uh, they had a lot of uh, a lot of uh, gear and a lot of technological know-how that was very attractive at a time when the Free Syrian Army wasn't getting much training, money, or weapons from the international community. And if the Free Syrian Army and the uh, uh, brigades that are aligned with it start receiving uh, that kind of aid, in other words, if they start to shape up and become a real cohesive fighting force, I could definitely see uh, factions of Nusra peeling off and joining it. Uh, and and just to conclude, so at the UN, uh, you know, from now until September 25th, uh, when Obama will chair a Security Council meeting, um, the U.S. is preparing a resolution or some sort of action at the Security Council on trying to curb the flow of foreign fighters to, um, you know, to, to, to Iraq and Syria. Is there like a coherent strategy that might actually be able to accomplish that, that might actually, you know, be able to stop, you know, Westerners from traveling to Syria to, to, you know, join the fight? Yeah. Yeah. It's called getting the Turks to police their borders. Uh, I mean, that's essentially what it's going to take. Almost all of these guys are coming in uh, through Turkey, a lot of the foreign fighters, particularly from Europe and the United States. And until Turkey gets serious about stopping them uh, at the airport or in the places like Gaziantep or Rahanli near the borders where they're transiting in, you know, there's not going to be an effective policy uh, and, uh, to stem the tide, it, it really it really centers on on Turkey. Oh, and Turkey's hands, in a way, seem to be tied, at least on ISIL, because they have that. Because right, right when when ISIS first overran Mosul, they captured something like forty Turkish diplomats. That's right. And I would imagine yep. that that is probably their overriding national concern right now is to secure the release of those diplomats and their families, as opposed to you know seeing them go the way of those beheaded journalists. That is true. That would be a strong disincentive now, but it has also been the case for the duration of this conflict that Turkey has allowed these guys in, uh, uh, absolutely turned a blind eye. So, you know, it's an added disincentive to do anything about it now, but it's still a continuation of the same policy they've had since the beginning of the conflict. Uh, Well, I have to let you go, but thank you so much for sharing your thoughts, Will. That was was, uh, helpful and interesting. Oh, good, Mark. Okay, nice talking to you. And thank you all for listening. Remember, you can subscribe to Global Dispatches on iTunes. We're also available on Stitcher Radio. And every episode is posted to UN Dispatch. We'll see you soon. Bye.